Guys, help me welcome First Guardian Security Services onto the show. My buddy Jerry Forst and his team at First Guardian Security Services, they offer home residential security services. And here's the great thing. You're going to get almost $2,500 worth of free equipment. And you're not going to have to wait a week or two weeks or a month for them to come do the installation. You're going to get installed today or tomorrow. If you'll call them today, the phone number is 769-823-0034, or you can check them out online at myfirstguardian.com. As a new First Guardian Security Services customer, here's what you're going to get at no cost to you today. New customers get a free alarm system with a video door camera, an outside door camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor and free installation. There is a one-time activation fee, but the equipment is free. Hey, look, also, you're going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system. So if you ever have any problems, they're going to come right out and take care of it. And if that's not enough, how about saving 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending on your insurance company? That's right. That security system from these guys will save you 20% on your homeowner's insurance. But wait, there's more. How about same and next day installation available too? You can't beat that. Decide you want it. They're going to be out there today or tomorrow with your brand new home security system, getting it installed and getting you secure today. So let's recap. That's a free security system valued at $2,250 that includes a doorbell camera, an outside camera, window and door sensors, as well as a motion sensor with free installation from First Guardian Security Services. Give Jerry Forrest a call today at 769-823-0034. Jerry's a great guy. I've worked with him for years in the car business. He's been doing this for quite a few years now. You're going to have a great personal contact that you'll be able to have a personal relationship with. So if you have any problems, you can give Jerry a call. He'll get them situated for you. Again, his phone number, 769-823-0034. Three, four. You can shop them online today for all the information at myfirstguardian.com. That's myfirstguardian.com. You've tuned in live to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. Starts now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. I am joined here in the studio by sean yurt karan good morning sean good morning how are you doing good man doing good actually uh actually got some sleep last night so man i did too i thought i probably got in bed about 10 30 i remember it was at 10 i said all right i'm finally gonna watch this debate i watched about 20 minutes of why and then i asked myself why are you watching this and i got up and i got in bed and i did not crack my eyes again until my alarm went off at 5 15 i said let's sit that for for 30 minutes later (laughs) when i'm sleeping this good i'm gonna sneak in a little bit more Man, I, I mean, I set it for 5.45 to get another 30 minutes, mm-hmm. which just means that I don't have time to do any playing around when I get up. It's coffee, drinking on the road, not not at the house, yada, yada, yada. I know, and that sucks. It kind of ruins your morning just a little bit. That part, because I like to sit around and just kind of drink coffee and read the paper, or read the read my iPad. I call, I'm going to call it read the paper forever. Well, but, well, I've always gotten up early, but when I started doing a radio show that starts at 7 and I have to drive almost an hour to get here, mm-hmm. it's not, I actually had to start getting up earlier. But I can only get up so early. Yeah. You know, it's like it just gets to a point where it's like you're just going to be in a rush to get out of the house. 
That's true. I mean, I'm usually I get it like I set it for four thirty, and that's the time I try to usually get. It. But it doesn't mean I'm getting up at four thirty. It means that it's kind of ringing, and I'm there till five fifteen. Yeah, that's I'm not getting up before five o'clock. Just, just a hard fast roar. Right? Yeah, I mean, like I could, we could have the six o'clock hour here right now if we wanted it, and I just I'm not doing it. It's tough. It's I mean, it it is. It, it's yeah. It, I've also noticed that the older you get, the easier it is to get up early. Because if you asked me to get up at four thirty when I was like thirty, that was not going to happen. Young people require more sleep. That's true. That's true. I, I, I'm convinced. Women, I don't know too many women that can do this. They they require more sleep. I've always noticed that that it's like they just have to sleep longer. They they do. I mean, I've never seen like a, the, what a strange creature. They can sleep for. I mean, if you just don't touch them, leave them alone. They don't have to get up. Yeah, they won't. No, they're not going to. Like uh, days. <laughs> so I, they hibernate well i've said this for so long you're like because sometimes i'll be in the morning you're like oh i need to make the bed well you're like oh well guess he's not getting up like you know you're just it's just there but uh like even on the weekends like i can't you know when i was younger i could sleep to like 10 o'clock that's not happened in i don't know a decade probably i mean once in a blue moon i mean i can sleep 10 10 or 11 but it's usually because i stayed up to two or three or four that would be the only time yeah. that has happened but i go to bed at 11 i'm not you know but you know when you're younger you could do that and you could sleep to 10 11 and it was fine but now there's just I, mean, I think if I slept till 10 in the morning, I'd probably have a panic attack when I woke up. Like, oh, my God, I just missed half the day. No, it, look, it, it's so funny. If, if my girlfriend stays at the house during the week and I get up and do this, I'm very quiet getting up to get dressed, using my flashlight so I don't have to cut the light on. <laughs> and I mean, just trying to do anything to, you know, to not interrupt her sleep. Saturday mornings where she has to get up and be at work early and I don't have to be at work. I mean, every light in the house is on. Uh, it's just, she's not. She's not caring yeah, what you. It's misery <laughs> loves company. If I had to be awake, you had to be awake. Oh, she goes to work on Saturdays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I guess it's a big day for him. But uh, yeah, I just always get a kick out of that. But man, if I just left her unabated in the bed, like she would sleep for. And it ain't just her. I have a daughter too that is a that has the capabilities of sleeping for three or four days at a time. My mother as well. <laughs> and she's in her twenties, right? So, yeah. so she could go that long. I mean, y'all just burn more energy naturally when you have while you're awake, and it requires more to recharge. I mean, what's going on here? All the hormones and stuff. I mean, I don't know. And I think you know my favorite thing. Of course, when I was younger, about the weekend, was like I'm going to go out Friday night. This going to be so much fun. But now I just love a Saturday morning. I just like to sit around and drink coffee and watch the news and read stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I just really enjoy that Saturday morning time from like six in the morning till ten in the morning, where I'm just like doing nothing. It's like the only yeah. time of the week where I'm like, I don't have anything to do. This is just a wonderful moment. Since, since I've been out of the car business and not having to work on Saturdays, man, it is especially during college football season. It has been so nice just to wake up. Even if it's at 8 o'clock. I mean, even if I'm not sleeping any later, it's the not being in a rush to get out of the house thing. Yeah. I can get up. I'll drink a couple cups of coffee. I'll sit on the couch. I'll watch some YouTube videos. I'll watch college game day or big big, big noon big noon kickoff or mm-hmm. whatever that show with Clay Travis, the Fox version of the, of the yeah. kickoff show. I'll watch that. I mean, I didn't even watch any college football. I do, I do the same. I'm not I like a, the kickoff shows. I do, too. I'm not a huge college football fan. Of course, I'm a huge NFL fan, but I do the same thing. I love that on Saturday morning. I just, I think they're, they have better kickoff shows than the NFL does. I agree. Than college does. Well, forever, I loved the Fox one. Mm-hmm. You know, it was my favorite. But those guys, let's just be honest, Bradshaw and them, Jimmy Johnson, they're just getting old. They are. They are. Yeah. Have you seen the Terry Bradshaw documentary on HBO? It is really, it's really, he's a really entertaining guy. He is. It's, 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 you should watch it. It's really good. It's those, you know, I love those. 
I can especially since you got me on that YouTube premium thing. Mm-hmm. Like they've got every like a football life on there, and I I don't know for some reason I love those things. Yeah. And uh, you know I'm watching the most random ones. Like last night I was like Eddie beat Di Bartolo. You know I'm like why am I watching this? But I just I, can't I, get enough of it. Ironically, I've seen that when that guy got screwed out of his franchise. He did. He really did. Yeah. I know. That's what I was thinking. It's like this is crap. You know Robert Kraft gets caught. Getting a getting a happy ending at a massage parlor in in Miami, and he uh, gets to keeps the Patriots and De, uh, De Bartolo, I don't even remember what it was he did, and he yeah. had to sell the Forty ers No, it stayed in the family. It did, it did. Yeah, yeah but, he just stayed in one of his. I don't know. I always assumed it was like because he was too successful in the eighties. Like they were just they were too dominant at that time. Yeah, the Rooney's probably had something to do with it. They, they were in the Maras. Yeah, yeah, they probably didn't like him doing it. Uh, we got a text from Tim on the Guns and Gear text line. He goes, "I love to say you can sleep when you're dead." Already been to Holly Bluff and Louise this morning, now heading back to my desk and floor. Well, my friend, we just disagree. We disagree. Uh, you know Vince McMahon. Everybody knows who Vince McMahon is. Yep. WWF founder or whatever. He sleeps two hours a day. Does he? And he's in his 70s. He's as jacked as anybody you'll ever meet. Works out. He's a, he's a machine. Whenever he gets ready to legitimately... And, write a biography or have a real biography done about him, like mm-hmm. a real one, not some WWE uh, polish fest, you know? Yeah. Uh, it would be it would be very interesting to see how the inner workings of that man. I mean, it, to, to take what he did with WWE when he got it from his father for a million dollars, and they just sold it for $8 billion. We like I see people talking about Mark Cuban selling the Mavericks, bought it for $285 million, just sold – Sold part of it for three billion or something, and still keeping, you know, like oh, what a shrewd businessman Mark Cuban is. Vince McMahon just merged with the UFC and became worth eight billion dollars. I agree on, like, a, on a million dollar investment. People don't realize how brilliant he is. I think it's just because maybe it's the nature of the sport. You know, I, they don't want to take it serious. Yeah, but it, it's entertainment, not sport. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we, if you can agree on that, then like, okay, I look at it differently. I mean, look, I'll be honest. I've got back to watching a little bit of wrestling here lately, even like new wrestling. Because I, I've gotten so – and we're going to talk about plenty of culture war stuff this morning. I'm detoxing a little before we do. Uh, detoxing from it for a second. We're going to get into the Goon Squad. We're going to get into the debate. We're going to get into some other stuff here in this next segment. Uh, I've got back to trying to watch things other than politics and cultural war stuff, especially over the last month or so. Yeah. Because, like, man, I've just got to unplug for a second. Because it gets to where it becomes such a machine – and you, all you do is think negatively, and all you do is look at people as left versus right. I'm, that's why I've been on this football life kick because because mm-hmm. you'd have to subscribe to like NFL Network to get those. So I don't do that. But since I'm doing that YouTube Premium thing, they got all of them on there. So I've just kind of made that. When I come home, I watch that, and that's what I've been watching tonight, just to not read anything about politics. It's it's, it's nice to be able to watch something. And, and, and now on the flip side, and like in wrestling, for example, they not shoving politics in my face. They don't do that. See, I don't watch wrestling yeah. anymore. I mean, I used to watch it all the time. You know, it's but. like it's, it's like with the NFL. I loved watching it, but when they started shoving politics and racism in my face, I'm mm-hmm. like, hold on, I'm watching y'all for an escape from that, right? You know, yeah. I don't want you throwing it on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of yeah. It's almost like that's way- been, that's my problem with Kaepernick. Does he mm-hmm. have the right to do what he did? Mm-hmm. Sure, not at work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I had this, I had that same argument with my dad uh, over Thanksgiving about uh, Kaepernick, and because you, you and I, I, we discussed this privately about Kaepernick and how, like, Kaepernick didn't. He wasn't like he was not like a criminal. He wasn't. He didn't do anything off 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 his time that was illegal. He didn't beat his wife. He didn't get yeah. into a DUI wreck. He didn't do anything like that. He just he had a political statement that people didn't like. 
And so that's how, you know, he got in, he got in issues. But the rest of them, what my problem with the NFL was like some guy goes and gets a DUI wreck or some guy beats his girlfriend. And then, yeah, if they're good enough, you're back on the team. You know, like it's no big deal. They're just, that's the way the NFL is. They're like, well, we don't like you, Kaepernick, because you said this. And not that I liked it either. I'm not making that argument at all. I'm just saying that's, it just feels like hypocrisy to me where they're like, okay, you can go beat your girlfriend and get back on the team. That's fine. But if you say something we don't like, then you can't do that. It's that whole cancel culture thing we always talk about. Um, there can be good trailblazers and bad trailblazers, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I can't think of a better word to describe it. We wouldn't think about we wouldn't think nothing about what he did now, but I think he you might the, be right. Yeah, but he was the first, and that was like like what do you mean you hate America? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you hear that like weird far left, far right subcultures people who hate the government hate America. Sure, but you've never seen like in really in mainstream. I, mean, I think we can consider mm-hmm. the NFL mainstream. You've never really seen it in that. On that large of a platform, somebody talk about they hate America and they 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 hate the police and like I'm going to kneel for the flag. Like who, people just don't you know yeah, think of like, people well, doing that right? You're like the craziest of the crazy. Of course, now the mold's been broke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like now you got the whatever the LGBT for Palestine, you know, like and like or the people that on TikTok that love Osama bin Laden. Like to me, that is a lot worse than what Kaepernick did. I mean, if you're like pro Osama bin Laden, like yeah, that's I mean, a problem. You know, looking back in hindsight, what he did. Did we overreact? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, but if he could play football, he would still be playing football. He was a bench rider. He had gone on that, and people forget about some of this stuff. He had gone. He quit eating meat. Became a very fragile person because he had that Super Bowl run back in tw- uh, twenty twelve. It was great, man. My boy Anthony Dixon played on that. Yeah, team. Yeah, Anthony Dixon was on that team. That's right. You know, uh, just Terry, a, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great dude, man. I've known the Dixon brothers for since back in my nightclub days when they were sneaking in in high school. What's he doing these days? I'm sure he's out of league by now. It's long oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he played for Buffalo for a while and and uh, came back and he was involved in something with either Hines County or JPD schools with a uh, help. He didn't work for any one particular football team. He worked for the district mm-hmm. and kind of going from team to team, doing some training and stuff like running backs, coaches, or something or the other. I, don't, don't get me to line for sure. But yeah. I, I think he's living here still because he's still a rock star in Starkville. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. He was, a, he was great. He was a great college player. I mean, he was our best player in our worst run. Okay. The, the, the uh, what you call it, era. Uh, it was the, it the blackhead coach. Sylvester Croom? Yeah. Okay. He was, uh, he was our best player. During our darkest time. So he's he gave us something to hang our hat on, is what I mean. I got you. Yeah. You know, like when, when nobody else was doing anything good, you had you had Anthony Dixon. Like, that's our dude, man. Like, he gave us our one bragging right. Yeah, and I guess, you know, also, like, if you're from the metro area, everybody remembers that he's from the metro area. Like, mm-hmm. just like Cam Akers, I think about. You know, every time I Cam Akers. I even picked Cam Akers up a few years ago on my fantasy team. I didn't even know how good he was. I was like, oh, well, he's from Clinton, so I'm going to take him. He ended up being a bust. Yeah, he kind of did, right? And like then he got a, hurt, like he got attitude. Hurt. Yeah, apparently had an attitude problem. He came back, I think, what to the Rams last year, maybe I think it was, and played. But well, he started with the Rams. He got tra- traded somewhere from the Rams because mm-hmm. of like an attitude issue. Well, and, and look, let's just be honest: if he could play and he was putting up fifteen hundred yards a season, well, I, I, what's the is it is a thousand yard year still a good year for a running back? Yeah, I think yeah. If you hit a well, especially now in a, in a pass happy league, mm-hmm. if he's consistently putting up a thousand. Um, Bad attitudes can be dealt with. Oh yeah, you could be. You can. Ha- that's I guess what always goes with my Kaepernick thing. I think if he was, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like everybody, like, well, okay, or Tom Brady, they'd be like, yeah, Tom's kneeling for the flag, but I guess we're going to let Tom play. You know, it's a great point. Like, I mean, if it, if that had been Tom Brady, would he have been? Now he was still got publicly shunned. Sure, he would have. You know, but would he had been 
ran out of the league. I don't think so. Because I don't, I don't even know, know that he was ran out of the league. I mean, he may have gotten a job as a backup. There's some terrible backups out there. He was a backup on the team he took to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, so clearly he was not having a good a good run at it. And I, also, there, one thing other, but also bothered me about Kaepernick was, other than the flag thing, okay, like that's your message, but then he decided to like, I'm going to branch out into other things that I know nothing about just to be antagonistic. Like, for instance, he came, of course, you know, I'm a big Miami Dolphins fan from Miami, and I grew up with Cuban people my entire life. A lot of them are family to me. And he shows up in Miami to play the Dolphins his last season, and he's wearing a Fidel Castro t-shirt. And the, it's all Cuban press. And, you know, this is a guy that's oppressed all their family members, killed them, locked them up, horrible stuff. I mean, and he's uh, like uh, the equivalent uh, on some level of, of wearing a, a, a swastika to, to a bar mitzvah. Exactly. I mean, it's like just like that's a good analogy. I mean, and he uh, – and he just they, he says, oh, well, Castro's been good for, you know, health care and education in Cuba. And everybody's looking at him like, are you – you're just trying to be a, a D word. You know, like that's what you're doing here. Like you're not making a political point. You're just a trying Democrat. to be – No, I was going to say uh, – you know, I, I was going to say the sexual organ. But the uh, – yeah, I mean he's just being – just being a jerk. Like that was – you don't have a political point here. You're just trying to antagonize people. That's it. Uh, real quick on the Guns and Gear text line. By the way, the number is 769-241-1944. Blake, Blake says uh, Cam plays for the Vikings okay. now, and several other people tell us know he is injury prone, and that, that's true. And and he wouldn't have gotten traded if he. And look, I pull for all these Mississippi guys. Sure. I keep up with them. I try to keep up with what they're doing. I, like I am pulling for Cam Akers to be the MVP. Yeah, I am pulling for, uh, especially in my old uh, former Mississippi State guys and heck, uh, Laquan was it Treadwell? Laquan Treadwell yeah. last night plays for the Seattle. I think he does. I mean, he, he had a huge game last mm-hmm. night. I mean, I pull for all these guys. I mean, Dak Prescott, obviously, Fletcher Cox. Um, I'm not even a state fan, and and I, I pull for Dak Prescott just because yeah. he's one of the more, you know, other than the Mannings, he's one of the more prolific quarterbacks out of here in, you know, several years. Somebody texted in and said it's referred to as the Croom Error, E-R-R-O-R. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, look, let's take a break real quick. We're going to come back. We're going to hit the reset button, and we're going to get into uh, the big news story broke yesterday, the Goon Squad, which we – Kind of covered it here before it went, before it blew up. But um, I think we need. I want to get Sean's opinion on some things. We got an update on some of these post conviction releases and some rules. So it, it, anyway, stay tuned. We're gonna get to all that and more on the other side of the break here on one hundred three point nine FM WYAB. Welcome back into the realest show on the radio, the Clay Edwards Show, with Sean York Caron here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hey guys, real quick, tonight is the Brandon Christmas Parade, right there in downtown Brandon. I think it starts around 6 or so. Get out there, check that out. And if you're down there, burgers, blues, barbecue, it's also their third anniversary today. So stop by Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, enjoy some you guessed it, burgers, blues, barbecue, and more. I actually stopped by there last night and got a got a uh, buffalo chicken wrap and some fries. Went home and ate too much food and enjoyed it. Watched the Cowboys game, and here I am. But neither here nor there. You can be as happy and full as I was if you go by burgers, blues, and barbecue tonight. And the Christmas parade will be passing right in front of there. They got that huge covered patio on the back. If you've never been there, check it out. Enjoy it. Happy third anniversary to those guys. And oh, don't forget. Their Flowood location is now open. Flowood and Madison have breakfast. So if you're out and about this morning, you're hungry, swing by. Grab breakfast from Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, Madison, or Flowood location. The Flowood location is located right there in front of Dogwood, in front of Dick's Sporting Goods. 
and they got you covered for all of your holiday catering needs. We've uh, Thanksgiving is over. We're moving into the Christmas and New Year party time. They got you covered at Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, whether it's five or 5,000 people. They got two food trucks available for your events. Get in touch with them today online at burgersblues.com. And again, get out there and uh, enjoy some tonight. Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. All right, Sean, let's take a call. Anytime you get on Kaepernick, it it it, it, uh, it, it takes the show down a whole different path. <laughs> I'm sure it's like talking. It's like talking about the Metro Center. Okay. Does that does that does that get the show on a different path? Yeah. Hey, you on there? Good morning, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey. How you doing? And look, I want to ask you a question now. You know, throwing a wrench into work. We got everything in the world going on about the Goose Squad. What happened to Super Trooper? Which uh, one is that? The Highway Patrol, the the uh, the, yeah, the, the sex it scandal. Yeah, you hadn't heard nothing else about it. No, not uh, yet. We were kind of talking about that last night a little bit in a, in a text message. Yeah, and you know, there's two reasons the thing. The, there's a reason why the thing at uh, Rankin County went on so long. When you you know where everybody is buried, never skeleton in everybody's closet. They're not going to say much. Same thing going on with this trooper. Woman knows the head, and I, you know, I already know who it is. I mean, I knew <laughs> yeah, we it. all do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's a great secret, but you know, but anyway. Oh, and not not knocking the bread that pray, but if you happen to be downtown tonight in Jackson, and it's going to be safe where I'm saying go, and there'll probably be fifty or sixty Capitol Police there. The governor's mansion is open, having open house and candlelight tours. Oh. Starting at Bolton. Oh, that's right. Someone told me that. That's yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I, I, they, Rob, they had, Rob told me that. Yeah, they had a party there last night too. Well, my alter ego shall be down there smiling and waving. Hi, buddy. And doing pictures. Thanks so for the I, heads up, know, man. Yes, y'all are. If you're if you're in the Jackson area, and, and let me say one thing on the cold and copper and all the people at Neil. <clears throat> I have over the last few years, you know, a little of my history. Uh, I don't go to events where they play the national anthem because I'll just tell you, some fool stays seated or starts talking about it in front of me, I'm going to kick the back of their head in. You know, I lost brothers for this country. I've lost family for this country. And you might as well just spit in my face. You know, I think that's that's a great reminder. Why people get so upset about it? Well, we also always say, buddy, that uh, you know, a lot of the times in this country, you have a freedom to do things, but that doesn't preclude you from the freedom to get your butt whooped. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah, that's right. Look, you know, it's your freedom. A lot of us fought, bled for it. A lot of guys died for it. But it also gives me the freedom. If I don't like it, like you said, I can commence kicking your butt. <laughs> I like it, buddy. And, hey, I'm an old man. I have an advantage. I have Medicare, so my hospital bill won't cost me anything. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a good weekend, buddy. Have a great one. Right, you too. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and and that's the other side of it that you know, I think a lot of these folks that are just so pro this stuff, you know, maybe they they don't know somebody like a buddy, you know, that little legitimately lost friends, literally fought, literally fought in wars for the ability to do these things. So, and that's where I tend to have a softer side, you know, or more or or more of a hard a hard side from when I see people acting like that. It's like, but, 
Well, just like Kaepernick, he had a freedom to wear that Fidel Castro T-shirt in Miami. Now, that's probably not a good idea if he was walking around town mm-hmm. just as a, you know, because, I mean, I would tell you that's would be a bad idea for him to, if he wasn't in the confines of the stadium or around the press, he was just walking down uh, A Street, for instance, if anybody's familiar with that, that would have been a problem for him. Let me, you know. Absolutely. All right. Let's, uh, let's see here. Sean, all right, we broke the Goon Squad stuff the other day. Now, we talked about it pretty much at nauseum the last two days, but we both had a chance to read the read everything last night or yesterday. I finally got a chance to read the whole official article yeah. last night. And one of the questions that came up from people uh, behind the scenes, I know you got some phone calls and I've had some people reach out to me. We talked about the, uh, the post-conviction releases, the PCRs. Yeah. And... And I just, I didn't know like well how far back can they go? But there's apparently there's a three year statute of limitations on them unless you can absolutely prove you were set up. Yeah, well, or, or not set up, but uh, innocent. There's yeah the uh, the post conviction relief act says um there's a three years from date of conviction. So your guilty plea is your date of conviction, or your and um or or the date that your appeal is ruled on three years from then, so he unless you can show that there is some evidence that would cause a different result in the trial court, you know, and that's that's what that's what the statute says, yeah, different result it. in the trial court. So you'd have to basically what that means is if somebody can present evidence that they were actually innocent would be one way, you know, and uh, that they were set up those kinds of things. I think could get you outside the statute of limitations, which which is what we're talking about here. Like if you could, for example prove that you were drugs were planted on you by McAlpin and Deadman, let's say hypothetically you know and uh, which is barely something they did with those guys the first the one that first came out um, if you could prove that then I think you could you could step outside of the statute of limitations and then to give you you know a couple options you could set aside your guilty plea or the judge could or could possibly vacate your conviction so yeah so I, I've got the exact law yeah the code pulled up here and I got it highlighted so it says it says that he has evidence not reasonably discoverable at the time of trial which would be like this mm-hmm. yeah. which is which is of such nature that it would be practically conclusive that had such been introduced at trial it would have been it would have caused a different result of the conviction or sentence which is what so we're just the, the legal jargon there that is that's exactly that's from the statute the uh yeah so like if you you know just to put it in layman's terms i mean if you had evidence that mcalpin and deadman i'm using them not you know that uh, they they planted evidence on you, and then you pled guilty as a result of that, and then you have some proof that they did that, then you could you know file that and step outside the statute of limitations. Let's say that you pled guilty in like two thousand and eight, and you know it's outside the statute of limitations, but you found this evidence now because this all came out, then you could do that. Um, the, I think that's going to be really tough, though. Also, I'm going to lie to you that you can you have definitive evidence that those guys did that. I mean. Now, there's some cases I think you might be able to prove that, obviously the ones that have come forward and those things. So there's going to be a flurry of those things. Now, it's not you know it's not going to be just for everybody because I think you said this on radio yesterday when I wasn't here um, that there's cases that they – I mean just by sheer numbers that they legitimately worked and that sure, where they right. weren't planning dope and – not defending them, I'm just saying. Just by you know, it takes a lot of effort to, to do a lot of criming. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Yeah, I mean, like, you have to assume that they're just again, by, just based on the numbers, that everybody. What, what look, and I'm going to go on a limb here and say everybody wasn't innocent. Yeah, you know, but everybody also wasn't guilty per se. Uh, but neither neither here nor there. There's going to be a lot of. I would. My biggest concern was 
What's the backlog look like of bad people who are going to get a free pass? Well, I think, yeah, and I think you and I had heard that they had dismissed a bunch of cases. I don't know. I don't have 100% information on that. I've heard that's kind of rumors what I've yeah, been told. I, I'm gonna, yeah, I heard um, or somewhere around 200, but it, that could be wrong. I mean, I think the you problem know? is, let's say you had all the members of the goon squad working up a dope case that happened in 2022, and then it's legitimate. And now you have to subpoena them as a witness if the guy wants a trial. Well, they're kind of a crappy witness at this point right it's kind of tough so i think that causes problems now i mean there could have been a deputy that was legitimate and didn't do anything and worked on that case and you guess you could call them but just the i mean if i'm just saying if i was prosecuting and i got mcalpin deadman as my witnesses i'm dismissing the case like that's just where i would do now somebody else may feel differently but i'm not trying to you know prosecute a case that they that they've got i just wouldn't do that him planning that meth on those guys in braxton yeah Bust the same wide open. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because w- what's he doing with meth? Yep. I mean, I mean, I, I, I and the I throwdown go, gun and the throwaway heat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's damning. It is. I mean, they're just they're not they're they're not witnesses that you could you can call. I mean, it, it prove. I mean, you're just better off getting rid of the case. In my in my opinion, that's what I mean. I'm not saying they're not going to go forward with some of them because they had other officers that were there and they're going to try to read from reports. They can do that too. But if the goon squad was the primary drivers of the cases, I think it just causes you a problem as a prosecution. Uh, absolutely, because I mean, then even if even if you can still you know bring them in from jail to still use them as a witness, <laughs> I mean, what what upside did they have to to to? To tell the the truth, or I mean, when you know any defense lawyer is just gonna have a field day with it too. I yeah. mean, that'd be it'd be like oh, it would, you know, it would be such a crap show bringing them in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when they came to Brandon a few weeks ago or a month ago, they basically shut down all of downtown. Had over, I'm I'm guesstimating a hundred state troopers. Yeah, that was part of the escort and the you know blocking all traffic and and all that. Like they don't want anybody to be able to get anywhere near them. It, and I get it, I oh. I, I, I get it, but. I'll say, you know, nah, I'll save it. Well, let me, this is something you and I talked about yesterday, and I think it's important. So, not just the goon squad, but now you've got Brian Bailey, who has not resigned yet, as we know. As everybody's calling, asking him to resign, he's not going to do it. I think we all know that. Um, I think it creates a problem for the district attorney's office. And what I mean by that is, I don't know how you work with the sheriff's department now with Bailey being the head of it. And how you legitimately present their cases to the grand jury. And I thought about this in separate parts. So let's say the sheriff's department works up a dope case. And these are good deputies, guys that are doing their job, right, that we know totally clean. And you and you presented the grand jury. Well, the grand jurors in Rankin County have all heard about this story, right? Because that's what you have. You have a grand jury for people in the county. What do they think about when they hear a sheriff's department case? They're like, they're going to, because I've been in many grand juries, and they're going to ask, some of them ask no questions. Some of them ask a lot of questions. So I think um, you would... Uh, I think you could. Um, th- I think that's going to cause problems for them on those case presenting sheriff's department cases. It creates doubt. It cre- yeah, it just does. And then, and so that's going to cause a problem. And then you're again, you know, Brian Bailey is leading that department where all this stuff happens. And now, of course, the stuff that happened earlier this year was terrible. And then you heard about the girlfriend subpoenas. Now you got this out here, and this is just really bad. So, all right, we're going to pick it back up on the other side of the break. Derek, stay on hold. We'll come back to you. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show right here on WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at How About... I don't know. I lose my sheet here sometimes, guys. Y'all have to bear with me. 
How about our friends down at Mercy House Team Challenge Auto Center? Get out there, do some car shopping today, right down to Crystal Springs. They will get you rolling. If you're looking for a vehicle in that ten to twenty thousand dollar range, that is their specialty. They have financing options available for all credit situations. You can check them online, MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. And guys, they even get some cash cars here and there. So if you're looking for something in that three to five thousand range, start there before you deal with all the marketplace maniacs. You know, get you a vehicle you know has been going through, checked out, had any repairs done that were needed. That's Mercy House Auto Center. You can also donate your vehicle, running or not. If it's sitting out in your driveway, got a clean title, they'll come tow it off for you. You don't have to do anything, and you end you get the tax write off. Mercy House, Teen Challenge Auto Center, and it goes to helping put fathers back in homes and beat addiction here in central Mississippi. All right, Sean, let's go to Derek, man. He's yep. been on hold for a minute. Derek, long time no here. Hey, how you doing, friend? Good, brother. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this right here. Um, one, of the, one of the elements of the story that has me much is actually they're trying to do their job. Have you have you feel the vibe coming off of them, the shame and embarrassment? Of what the um, Goon Squad is. Yeah, I've had several conversations with some guys who are still on the force. I mean, like in, in person and on on on, on the phone, and, and and there is. I mean, I've had one guy tell me that you know right now he's embarrassed to put the uniform on, and not because he's embarrassed to being a cop, but because of the looks and stuff that he gets from people, um, because it's a because it says uh, Rankin County on it. And I mean, there's cops I, outside of Rankin County that have that have expressed the same thing. I had to go to court yesterday. Everything went in my favor, by the way. Um, call me later and I'll tell you about it. Um, and you can just feel it on him. I was talking to a guy. I was like, and he said, you don't have a cell phone now. And I was like, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you got evidence on a cell phone. You know, just have a general conversation. And, and it, he just immediately went into like a passive defense. And I was like, I was like, bro, calm down. I wear the badge too. It was, it was, a, it was sarcasm. It, you know, and you can feel it in, in the air when you interact with the deputies and stuff like that. They, you got some good ones that are just there trying to make an honest living and serve the community that feel real embarrassed, you know, to be in the spotlight, unfairly. Uh, I now, agree again, 100%. Yeah, and I'm going to reiterate that I really and truly believe that Sheriff Brian Bailey was not culpable or knew any of this. Was he guilty for being totally blind to it? Maybe. But knowing about it and just and knowing about it and turning a blind eye is different from not knowing about it, and you know, and being totally ignorant to it. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, ignorant. You know, you know what? Ignorant is too harsh. I think he, it was really a truly a thing about you wasn't paying no attention to the iron, the, the irons on the fire. Well, I'm gonna read. I, I, I've been sent some other opinions by people who who don't even think I should be talking about this and should, should just let it blow blow over and not say a word about it. If I like a safe ranking county, so we're gonna explore all sides of it and everybody's opinion today. Well, Derek, what do you think about Brian using uh, getting, using subpoenas to subpoena his girlfriend's record? I mean, that obviously shows that he's doing something that he shouldn't be doing. Wouldn't you agree with that? Okay, that's a, that's a clear. If, if that happened the way it did, you know, everything's accusation, you know, until proven guilty. If that's what happened, it's not good at all. But then again, I'm going to say this, and I'm going on a limb for saying this. Why in the world would you do that when mounting criticism is coming on you anyway? From that extra money that you're receiving for running the the, um, the, the evac shelter to the goon squad to this, 
Well, that yeah, was are, before you try, time. are you trying to destroy yourself? Well, the timeline is, is a little off there because that happened, what, four, five, six, seven years ago? I think ago. it was like 2014, actually, right? Yeah, think, yeah that yeah. happened a long time ago. I, I don't want to say it preceded the Goon Squad because this report that came out in the Mississippi Day and New York Times goes back 20 years. But it's all coming out now because this whole Goon Squad incident pulled the curtain back and has opened them up to being under a microscope. So now people are finding this, they're finding that. Mm-hmm. They get the situation with uh, him allegedly helping uh, his girlfriend's, uh, his daughter's boyfriend get out of a DUI. All this is just piling up at the same time, like a layer cake. And it just. It, well, you know, Johnny Taylor best said it. Everything's out in the open. Right? I, I don't. You know, it, it doesn't look good, you know, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna quasi defend Sheriff Bailey about the Goon Squad thing because I know how easy it is for like large agencies to band together and create their own little clique, unit, squad, whatever you want to call it. You know, and it, it, it's it's a very easy thing to do, and it flies under the radar. There are a lot of agencies I'm not going to say names, of course, that do that. So he's not he's not solely you know. Guilty of that by itself. What do you, what do you think that that show, um, the Shield, was all about? You know, with the Crash Squad. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, believe it or not, I have not watched the Shield, but I, I, I know that I, I know the I know the the nexus of the show, the gist of it. It was about you know a, a kind of a, a, a the Crash Squad, a, a special a special response team, you know, type deal. I'll say this too, Derek. Like, okay, let's assume that you're right and he knew nothing. Like for the sake of argument. You're still the top man. That's your department. You, you know, you. There's some sort of culture where these guys thought that that was okay. And I, I mean, I'm assuming in other sheriff's department, I've dealt with many of them over the years. That they're the top. The sheriff can lay the groundwork for what's acceptable and what's not. And obviously, these folks felt that this would, could they could get away with this. Just like I mean, going back to the subpoena thing and those and 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 those issues that he did. So I mean, I think that you know you're you're the you're the top. Whether he knew or not, to me is actually kind of it's not. I wouldn't say irrelevant. I'm going to go that far. But the fact no, is that you're you're the yeah. captain, and, and that's and it's your fault, and you should resign for that. And it's now, my it, now again, like I said earlier, for for not paying attention, maybe guilty of that. You know, of the of the of the everyday goings on of your guys. Okay, fair enough. But I always remember the old cliche that birds of the feather flock together, and when two or one touch and agree, you know, this is the type of stuff that happens. It could now, you know, if you got several like-minded people that band together, are they really organized and for people to know about it? Of course not. So again, I really think he, you know not paying attention yet you know maybe but turning a blind eye and knowing about it i don't believe that yeah well look, one of the things i've heard and you know, look it's all hearsay and we're just speculating here yeah is that he yeah. actually runs that place with an iron fist and knows everything that's going on mm-hmm. you know he's actually one of the problem one of the things that's got him in the situation he's in is he didn't have a enough layers between him and he's a micromanager yeah is that he didn't have enough layers between himself and and what's going on on the street because he's so involved so that's just that's just out there, and that and that's come from multiple people. So uh, we'll we'll see how it all shakes out because it's going to shake out. Derek, gonna take my break, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Derek. Yes, sir. Yep. Great call from Derek. Yeah. Let's take our break. We'll be right back.
Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on WYAB. We got a uh, caller on hold here. Let's go to the phone. Hey, thanks for staying on hold. You're on there. Hi, Clay. It's Alicia Steele. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I wanted to uh, use your airways if I could. I'd like to tell everybody about a miracle at 12 Oaks this weekend. Actually, it's tomorrow from 10 to 3, and our address is 184 12 Oaks Road, Canton, Mississippi. We will be having lots of games, lots of activities for kids, rain or shine. We will be there. We have indoor, outdoor, however it works. Um, We're also going to have a photo op, three different props. We have a unicorn coming. We have miniature kissing booths. We have Outback Steakhouse has sponsored this, and they're going to cook burgers, and it is free. The entire event is free, and, and we are just asking for donations. And just in case anybody didn't catch on there, this is Mississippi Horse Rescue, and this is the only, uh, to the best of my knowledge, the only horse rescue in the state. They go all over the state and get malnutrition, sick horses, abused horses. They bring them back here to Madison County, out to Canton, and they try to nurse them back to shape and, uh, I guess, get them uh, get them adopted out possibly, or do you keep them all there? What do y'all do? Um, the ones that our motto is uh, rescue, rehab, and rehome. We retrain them as well, and um, we try to put a horse with its a uh, compatible person. So we, we might not have a horse for you right now, but we will have a horse for you. We get them in all the time. Um, we, we are a uh, accredited nonprofit, and we just we need your help. We need people to come out and see us. We need people to just bring their kids. And just come out and see us. It's yeah. going to be a great time. We're having a tax sale as well. It's used tax sale that's been donated to us, and um, all of the proceeds go to the the rescue. We are we are a donation um, rescue. We do not get any funds from the state. We don't get any funds from anywhere. We are just all donations. All right. Look, that's We've, this. Let's, we're running up on a break here. I'm sorry. That's this. Okay, go ahead. That's this Saturday, December second, ten to three yeah. at one eighty four Twelve Oaks Road in Canton. If you love horses, uh, you want to get your kids made with uh, kids pictures made. Are they going to be pictures with with horses or just with Santa? Whatever you want, we have both. We have unicorn, we have miniature horses, we have regular horses, whatever you want. Reindeer, the whole nine yards. That's right. I remember you telling me that yesterday. All right, look, we're going to jump up off here, but I will mention this again before I get off the air today. And they can find out more information, mshorses.org. Thanks, Clay. appreciate you. Have a great day, honey. Thanks, Alicia. Y'all too. All right. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkaron. We're going to take our top of the hour break here. We're going to be back, and we're going to peel the onion back a little bit further from some different angles on the Goon Squad stuff. Be right back. Welcome back in. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Pure Air Consultants. Pure Air Consultants is celebrating their 20th anniversary of delivering exceptional Heating and cooling systems to Central Mississippi, and they want to offer you a rare gift. How about a free labor warranty for five years? Are you tired of expensive heating, furnace repairs, or high utility bills? Specialties 
at Pure Air Consultants include heater installation, furnace installation, heater repair, furnace repair, heating maintenance, heat pumps, heat recovery, ventilator installation, new construction build, thermostat installation, and more. Financing is available. Contact them today at mypureairconsultants.com, mypureairconsultants.com. Ream, a new degree of comfort. Sean, I actually rode by looking for a place the other day mm-hmm. and saw where My Pure Air Consultants is over there off Pearson Road. Hey, with that said, I does anybody know, does anywhere around here still sell, like, that you can go in on a showroom and not just have to negotiate on Marketplace, a place to buy used washers and dryers and appliances? Other than Facebook Marketplace? Yeah, like, is there, like... A, is there a, there used to be like a business in Pearl, I, I, I thought, that that sold. Actually, over there by where my peer air consultants is, because that's how I stumbled across where they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a friend looking for an inexpensive used washer and dryer, and I just remember there being like a used appliance place somewhere. And, you know, if you're that used appliance place, you should probably be, probably be advertising on this show because we would have just done business with you. Man, I bet that place, a place like that would do pretty well. Because well, yeah, people's like people were always trying to. I just listed. A, I'm moving offices right now, and I've got a rather new refrigerator, but I can't take it with me. Mm-hmm. And I put the only place I could think of putting it was Facebook Marketplace. I did that a couple days ago. Have like, you, have you gotten all the crazy people? No, I haven't got a hit on it yet. Actually, I was like waiting for it. I still haven't got a hit on it. It's a, it's a pretty new refrigerator, and I didn't. I mean, I marked right. it down significantly from what I paid for it. So, right, so we got a hit here. A one appliance in Pearl. All right, I'm gonna find that. And we are going to go do some window shopping. All right. Let's jump into the Guns and Gear text. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you guys get out to Guns and Gear this weekend, located right there at Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. They've got all of your gun needs taken care of. The home of No Limit Ammo, Cerakoting, Gunsmithing. They can do it all. And they also, they will buy your gun for you, from you. So if you're looking to, if you've made some mistakes like I have maybe, and you you bought one too many guns this year that you haven't even shot yet, Maybe it's time to uh, tra- trade it in or sell it back so you can buy somebody's Christmas gift. <laughs> anyway, get out to Guns and Gear. Or shop them online, gunsandgearms.com, located right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt at Yandale Road. Thank you for sponsoring the Guns and Gear text line. All right, guys, y'all have been on fire this morning on the text messages. So let's see here. All right, people are sending me uh, the appliance places. Thank y'all for that. Uh, Derek followed up with his um with his phone call. It says, then again, they had challenge coins made talking about the goon squad. We've been talking about the goon squad yeah. stuff this morning in the New York Times article. It says, then again, they had challenge coins made. Every agency I've served with, anytime you get insignias, patches, etc., made, you have to get it approved and signed off by the department head. Most businesses that provide police services and products require an official letter from the agency, places like Mid South Uniform and Supply, etc. Uh, good point there. Good, good, good point, Derek. You know, like I say, I don't know how official it was or, you know, they may have just got it made online somewhere and that'll do anything. And there's a lot of that out there. You can jump on Fiverr.com and get anything made you want, uh, bootleg or not, as far as logos go. Uh, I mean, they took it serious when you think about it, making the coins and everything. Mm-hmm. They were, they were like, like, yep, we're going to make coins. What if they had like class rings? You know, I've got a Marine Corps ring I have on my keychain still I wonder if they went that far um david says and uh derek you know everybody wasn't going to agree with you uh when you said this but um 
David says, Derek, I understand bleeding blue, but to say the sheriff did not know is a uh, is BS. The sheriff was doing some bad crap. When you do something for so long and you don't get caught, you start to feel you can do whatever you want. The sheriff was over everybody. He was head person in charge. He knew, or at minimum, had an idea. I know there are more good law enforcement officers compared to bad ones, but when it comes to these these crook politicians and law enforcement officers, they need to be called out and not this talk from whomever to save face and not to say many negative things. They need to be fully exposed. Yes. Um, so that leads me to this. David, uh, good text. Thank you. Um, I got So I, I finally got to read the whole article last night, as I mentioned earlier. And I just made a post on Facebook, and I probably should have put more context with it. I said, all right, so I've read that, and the only thing I take away from it is what really stuck out at me was the guy that got 40 years for $50 worth of meth across the street from a church. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know, is he a repeat offender? You know, I don't know any of the backstory. There's some con- it needs some context. And I, so I just put on there and said, hey, that, like, why, do, why are churches included in this in the same rule that uh, the schools are? It always has been. There's always been a you know church enhancement as long as I can remember. Yeah, because churches end up being put in the middle of neighborhoods. They can you can put a church anywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's a church. I mean, my office is over on Dunbarton. There's a. I was called churches lately are like startup companies. There's so many of them. This era, I know before strip they, mall churches, yeah, and stuff like that. Then if then if like let's just say for instance, and I, I'm getting off track here, but I, I want to get I'm going to flesh this out a little. It, it, say I'm in a big strip mall, and a church comes in and opens up. Then I can't open a bar or a liquor store next door or even a gas station that sells beer within however many feet from front door to front door mm-hmm. because that church beat me to that spot. Yeah. You know, I don't think they need to uh, – I'm gonna. I love churches. I'm a Christian. I'm just saying from a business standpoint here, I don't think they should be in high retail areas, high traffic retail areas, you know, because of – or if they do, they need to have a big enough parking lot that – Front door to front door of anywhere doesn't matter. And you, you, that's a really good point you were bringing up because I, I've always said, like, you know, with all those church planners, you heard all that, about that stuff. Like, they they really are, like, now they become like more like startup companies than mm-hmm. they were 20 years ago. Oh, sure. Like, because before you think of a church, you think of a big building with a steeple, and that's the church, and it's over here on wherever. And, and, and then, of course, in the South, we got more churches than most places, but that was, you know, 20 years ago. Now, you'll go anywhere, and there's like, this is so and so's church. You're right in the strip mall. I mean, just on my uh, street there, my office, it's uh, there's one there. They're, they're everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. and Again, I'm not attacking, just like we ain't attacking good law enforcement, I'm not attacking good preachers. A lot of these folks, man, are starting a church as a business. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a tax shelter. I mean, let's just say what it is, right? I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's people who are good public speakers have decided, you know, they want to get them a little flock of people to preach to and get donations. I, I've worked in the car business with, and I bet you, 10% of the guys I've worked with over the years were just so happened to also be preachers. Man, when I was in Hines County, everybody was a pastor. <laughs> like, every, yeah. like you could just – heck, we've got a mutual friend that I think he did his online. Right. Like pul- pul- Pulpit pimps, man. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> pulpit pimps. Anyway, my Why point you being – become pastor Edwards? Like, you can mm-hmm. just – you can apply for it online. <laughs> uh, reverend. reverend. I'm going to be a reverend. Um, but my point being, so – you got these churches, and this guy gets forty years for for having, not selling, having possession of forty or fifty dollars worth of dope across from a church within mm-hmm. however many feet of a church. I think if you have a church in a neighborhood, that again, I'm not I'm not defending the drugs here. It sounds like I am, but let's just be honest. 
from the state's perspective, it's a terrible business decision to put somebody in jail for fifty dollars worth of dope for forty years, based on what it costs to house a prisoner for fifty years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's completely crazy. forty years. It, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's insane. It's going to cost. Mean, it's going to cost the state that fifty dollars worth of dope is going to cost the state millions and millions of dollars to house this guy in in prison. Mm-hmm. I, that, that makes no sense to me, and I'm as I'm as a tough on crime. Now, at least I thought I was a tough on crime guy until I start reading all this goon squad stuff and seeing all this. I'm like, man, maybe I'm not as maybe I'm not as hardcore as I thought I was. I think you and I have talked about this probably a million times, and maybe only been on air. Where you know we could have called it since the 1970s the war on drugs. Well, you know, war indicates that you're still fighting it. I guess we are still fighting it, but we lost it a long time ago. It's not something that we're winning, and we're not going. It's because it's, it's one of those things that pe- when, when there's things that people want. You're never going to win. Prostitution, gambling, drugs, alcohol. I mean, during when we did prohibition, we made we created the mafia because of that. You know, we created the American mob because of prohibition. Yeah. You know, there's some remnants of beforehand, but that well, really we, accelerated. We've, we've created the fentanyl crisis mm-hmm. because of the war on opioids. Yep. And and, and look, I'm, you won't find a bigger Donald Trump supporter than me. But the second Donald Trump decided to go to war with with uh, with doctors. And and restrict opioid and and start prosecuting doctors. And look, I'm not saying that it wasn't needed, uh, but there was going to be a there was going to be a backlash for people who weren't going to just quit doing it. Mm-hmm. And that backlash has created the fentanyl crisis. Let's take a call real quick. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're on there. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. You know, I wanted to kind of rehash a little bit something that you started early in the week. The conversation about what happened. Black America. About now, at my age of 71 years old, I have witnessed 60 years of what happened to black America. So you don't have to tell me. I was trying to get my people up to how we got there. Because you have to remember, we were slaves. At the end of the Civil War, the only someone had money was the government. The deal that Lincoln made to free the slaves was taken off of the board because we had to reconstruct and rebuild America. So all of the slaves were returned to the plantation owners. The government got them from the plantation owners to rebuild the roads, rebuild the streets that we had torn up. But when that was over, they promised the plantation owners that they would receive the slaves back. But you forgot that they passed the law that said they were free. So none of them would go back, except for the ones who had families still on the plantation. There had to be a mission. Somebody had to fight to, not just the previous slave, but the educated. you got two million people uneducated. That's where George Washington Carver came in at. That's where uh, the other gentleman named that I mentioned, Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Washington, main goal in life was to educate black people. But there had to be a methodology put in place. Now, he had a lot of support. Uh, people, uh, people, people, let, let, me, let, let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. Pe- okay, go ahead. People got to want to be educated. They, uh, the, everybody has the equal opportunity to get educated that wants to get educated in this country. And we spend a, we spend a lot of money on education. I don't know that the government can't. I know they can try, but they can't make people want to go and get educated. They can't make people go home and study. They can't make people show up to school. The the opportunities to be educated are there for everybody. 
and 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 and, 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 and for higher education, even more so for African Americans. But you have to have an activacy out there to get the best education, and that's what Booker T. Washington, that group, uh, George Washington Carver, was a part of that institution that changed and revolutionized America, and that's where the dream is. Educate yep. yourself and become a revolutionary. Hey, hey, make a change and make the difference. Hey, brother, look, we I don't I, have I, an advocacy out there for education anymore, and on the same time, we don't have dream makers. And until we get dream makers back in our community, only to be the best that we can be. Amen. And, Amen. And that was the concept that uh, George Washington Carver brought to the table. And I'm going to explain on that as we continue to dialogue. But those individuals, my age, you all can call it, and you know what time it is. You know what happened? I was just telling you from a slave perspective because when I was a kid, 10 years old, I was sitting and talking with me, and he was 70, 80, and 90 years old. Some of those individuals were born in slavery, and I had a chance to talk with them. Yes, sir. I can tell you about this history. Hey, look. What happened from 1968 on, I gotta, you all can tell us. I got to take my break, brother. I, I love talking to you. Thank you. Have a blessed weekend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look, I, I can sit here and have that conversation all day. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna we're gonna try to stay on topic today. Yeah, I, I, I greatly appreciate that. Thank you, sir. And uh, I would love to sit back and have a long form conversation with you about that sometime. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the show here on WYAP, the Clay Edwards <laughs> Show. Hey, coming up next uh, on with Jim Thorne, you got the Mississippi Boys Choir on his music show today from 9 to 10 right here on these very airwaves. No point in changing the channel. Just keep it tuned right in and hear Jim's great interview and probably some great music from the Mississippi Boys Choir. I'm sure they got a busy season coming up here with the holidays. I know choirs stay busy. Let's see here. Let's take uh we're going we're going to take a call in a second. I got to do an ad read real quick. Uh, let's see here. Who have we not hit? <clears throat> Guys, Stonington Farms, grass-fed, grass-finished, 100% locally sourced beef right here in, uh, well, not central Mississippi, but right in south Mississippi. MRNA-free, antibiotic-free, and steroid-free. Grass-fed, grass-finished beef. They bring it up here once a month to you. Uh, they have three convenient locations you can pick it up at in Brandon, Florence, and Ridgeland. Go to steiningtonfarm.com, steiningtonfarm.com with two ends. You'll select your cuts, and you'll call Miss Katie, tell her what you want. You can get anything from a pound of ground beef or a single ribeye steak all the way up to a whole cow or a mini cow package. Discuss all the details with them and try the bone try the bone broth. I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. If you like if you use bone broth for anything, it's a great source for protein as well. If you're a on a carnivore diet or a keto diet, or even if you're intermittent fasting, you can uh, consume bone broth during your fast without breaking your fast. So uh check that out and uh, you will not regret it. That's steiningtonfarm.com. All right, man. Let's take a call yep. here from Ryan. Hey, brother, you're on there. Good hearing from you. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I've been listening, though. Um, but, man, I, I try to respect my elders and whatnot. But that guy that just called, again, I, I, I respect him. But uh, we were not slaves. Uh, we were, were, were nowhere near it. Um, I don't understand that, that the way of thinking. I don't understand that with that train of thought. Uh, there, there are plenty of opportunities out here that you can be a part of, that your family can be in. Uh, there are so many things that you that we can do now. 
Uh, I get it, you know, the, the past is past. I get that, you know, a lot of people still hurt, but we were not. And if we still had that way of thinking, we will always be defeated. Not just black folks, everybody. It, it just is what it is, man. Well, and, and we're creating we're creating a generation. You know, we've often I didn't invent this saying, but I have no problem borrowing it. You know, we have this oppression Olympics going on right now, where people are fighting over who who's the most oppressed, and most of it is self oppression because they feel oppressed. There's plenty of opportunity yeah. out there for everybody. That, that's right, man. That's right, and you know, I, I, I just I just don't understand that mentality, man. I mean, now, yeah, it, are there still some obstacles? Yes. It is, but I mean, come on, man! To, to say that, oh, you know, we, you know, to even just have that notion that we were slaves. Okay, I get it, but but what about now? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but man, I, I, I just, I just hate to hear that because I know you have young listeners too that respect their elders. And listen, if, you, if you're young out here, you listening to the show, don't don't follow that, please don't. You know, yeah, we were, you know, uh, my our, our family lineage was you know some some of us came from it but you know that is not the case here yeah that look, you know and there's no and, bearing whatsoever right now and look i know i know there's a difference in a old, old poor white sharecropper you know that was working for somebody else versus a slave at least they got to go home at night i get it but you know a lot of us came from very poor very humble backgrounds as far as our, our families and, and whatnot so you know, most of us here in Mississippi weren't born with a silver spoon in our mouth, whether we were coming out of the slavery generation or just being old poor yeah. white trash. You know, so I, 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 I could go on and on, and I don't want to compare one struggles to the others. Me and Sean were just talking about during the break that obviously black folks get, didn't have the head start that everybody else did because of slavery. And uh, But yeah, I feel, I feel like we, we've spent the last 40 years, argue, 50 though. years, you know, letting that, letting that gap close. Right. You know, that's a whole nother argument, you know, but if you start the argument with we were slaves, you already lost. Yeah. But that's that's just what I want to say, man. But I appreciate it, man. I'm always listening. I'm going to start calling more often, man. I, I appreciate yeah. you letting me get on. Always enjoy hearing from you, brother. Take care. All right, bro. Bye. Let's take another call real quick. Hey, you're on there. Hey, what's up, Clay? Hey, what's going on, brother? Hey, man. Uh, look, two things I want to. I want to add. I'm just not catching up uh, to the Indy show. I may have missed you. You may have already touched on this. Um, as far as Bailey goes, back on whether topic. he did or yeah. did not uh, know about you know everything that was going on, let me tell you: in the military, if you have a um, a going zone like this, let's say you have a rape case or something, a basic training squadron, the first one to go is going to be the commander. Yeah, you know this. Mm-hmm. this they cut the head off at the top. Yep. And uh, one other thing I want to add is I haven't heard Bailey one time say, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. There's more people involved in this. This is bigger than just the the, the five that were arrested, you know, the five that got busted that night. You know, there's, there's more members to this. If it was going on as rampant as it looks like it was, Man, that half that department was in them. Well, look at it like this. Uh, I've I've heard the the Zach Arnett uh, conversation bring up, or fired head football coach because of them. Even though they might not be on the field, missing the plays or missing the blocks, they're responsible for those guys doing their job right. I just thought of another yeah. analogy, and I, and it's a football one, but I think it's it's more relatable. It's like the Art Browles deal in in Baylor. 
you know, he got fired and basically blackballed from football from, from ever coaching again because of some sexual misconduct that allegedly happened off the field and the athletic department covered up, which, of course, later on was proven to all be, you guessed it, false. But just to, to draw the comparison, he got held to an extremely high level because he was the head football coach and, and, and alleged bad things were happening off the field. If we hold football coaches to that to that uh to that standard and we're not holding law enforcement to it we're in a bad situation well, that's, the, that's the job you signed up for yeah that's what i'm saying you know you, you, know, when, when you, you sign up for accountability when you're the top banana you signed up for that job and you said i'm responsible for everybody here and now it's well you know i got 200 employees i can't watch everybody You need, so yeah, yeah, he he uh, he needs to go. All right, brother, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, thank uh-huh. you, thank you. You know, Sean, I think not to pat myself on the back there for my analogy, mm-hmm. but I think we as a country, if we're holding football coaches to a higher moral standard, yeah, then we are politicians, and I, I know a sheriff is also a politician, and our, but I'm, he gets lumped in with law enforcement too. If we're, if we're holding these football coaches to this standard, but we're not holding these folks to the same moral standard, I think we got a problem. Brian Bailey aside, mm-hmm. just period. Yeah, like like Hugh Freeze and all that stuff. Well, he, he, what Hugh Freeze did was that was that affected Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about the Baylor, the Art Briles deal. It was alleged sexual misconduct, rape that was being covered up, sexual okay. assaults that were being covered up by people in the athletic department. See, I don't know that story. And football. Okay. Football players and mm-hmm. stuff of that nature. So he was allegedly he got accused because he was the head coach of it happened under his watch and nothing happened. Okay, he still had to take the fall when it came out. Yeah, but, I think the caller gave a military example too, which I yeah. think that's I think it's like it, you know most organizations where that kind of stuff happens. It's you're the you're the captain of the ship. I mean, it's just that's that's what happens. You let that happen. That's your because you've whoever if you're the leader of any organization, you've created a culture. Just like people talked about for years about the Patriot way with Bill Belichick. Like the Patriots ran the organization a specific way. That team, people wanted to come there because they had a culture of winning. And they did it. And it wasn't like Bill Belichick was going to be your friend, but he was going to be in charge of the team. And they were going to do things in a very systematic way. Like what it's called, trust the process. So I think anybody. And then there's teams. You know, now that I'm on this big football documentary kick, there's you know, Vince Lombardi was like that. There's the, the way they run their teams. And then other coaches wouldn't, would be kind of lackadaisical about it. And the teams wouldn't do so well. Well, that's the kind of situation you've got with Brian Bailey. I mean, he sets the tone for that sheriff's department. And if it if if he had set the tone where this kind of behavior was unacceptable, I think all those those goon squad guys would have known that. And he obviously didn't because he's out there using subpoenas to track down what his girlfriend's doing. So I mean, I think he sets the tone for the whole organization. Uh, even even if, you know, even if he didn't know anything about it. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Let's take a break. Let's take, get back on get, get back on uh, on schedule here. Yep. We'll be right back with Sean Yurkaran on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, don't forget to try lunch today over at the Big Salad. That's right. The Big Salad right there in Dogwood. We've got several great sponsors over there in the Dogwood area get over to the big salad today try one of their custom made specialty salads but man they're way more than just a salad shop you also got the salad buffet 
They got soups, chilies, and more. But hey, try one of their subs or their sandwiches. You will not be disappointed. And keep them in mind for your holiday catering needs, whether it's at the office or at the house or the family reunion. They can get you going with all the salad bars. I think it's so cool that they can bring out a, like a whole salad bar uh, and set it up for you. Or they can, if you don't want the salad, you can do a whole big sandwich sub platter. Or you can do both. Get in touch with them today right there at The Big Salad in Flowood. You can shop them online or look at the menu online at thebigsalad.com. You can get all your catering information there as well. And don't forget, they are available here locally for delivery on take-a-break deliveries and DoorDash. That's The Big Salad, located right there in Dogwood. All right, Sean, uh, lots of good calls and texts this morning. Um, People are very plugged into what's going on on this deal. Let's see here. I just kind of want to run through the text real quick, make sure we're not missing anything, and then I want to have a little conversation. Let's see here. Well, that happens at every school. Sorry, guys. Like I told y'all, I don't proofread these texts in advance. They come in pretty pretty heavy. Uh, Ty says, football coaches don't have qualified immunity like our sheriffs and other officials do. Get rid of their immunity and things will straighten themselves out. That's a very valid point there, my friend. All right. Let's take one more call, and then I'm going to get to a point I want to make. Okay. All right. Hey, brother, you're on there. And I think the thing I do with Sheriff Park, we see something going in there. And I, I, I don't know. I think they may indict Brian to get him to resign. You know, we've all seen stuff like that. Jim Hood was bad about doing that. About indicting people that should never even been indicted in the first place, including Robert Sugar Smith. But, um, uh, Sean would disagree. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree on that one, but okay. Well, I, Sean, I can name a couple of cops indicted that never should have been indicted. They got found not guilty. Well, I'm not saying he did, you know, Jim indicted everybody that should have been indicted, but as to the Robert Shuler Smith situation, I, I beg to differ on that one. But having been involved in that, but. He was, he was a politician. I'll just sort of leave it Oh, is there anything at all that keeps him from going in there and. Basically, making everybody reinterview for their job after he, if, if or when he is gone. You mean like kind of come in and clean house and make everybody clean reapply? House, start over, start fresh. I've seen it done at car dealerships. I mean, obviously, different situation. Yeah, but I don't. But you know, a new GM comes in, says so everybody's got to reapply. Yeah. New New DA gets Great. elected. That happens all the time. They, you know, I know that's I heard that's happening in North Mississippi, DeSoto County. There's a new DA taking office next month, and he's told everybody to reapply. From what I've been told. Yeah, but you're not talking about two hundred three hundred people either, are you? No, no, no. Obviously, yeah, yeah, sure. Much smaller situation. Oh, I got you. Is there anything that keeps them from putting Hines County D at putting Rank County underneath Hines County? I can, is everything that's happened lately. Why would they put it under Hines? Yeah, yeah. Hines is a crap show. Put, I can understand the question. Madison, I mean, the, the, more like putting Madison up underneath Holmes. Well, I mean, but but the the the, the DA's office ain't the. Ain't necessarily the issue. It's the it's the sheriff's department. I think they can put like a consent decree. Yeah. The feds can do a consent decree on the sheriff's department. I believe yeah. that's right. Um, I just if they're gonna be, if they, if they get rid of Brian, I think that's where they're gonna end up having being weed out on bad apples. But that's my just opinion. Hey guys, y'all have a good day. Appreciate Thanks. you, brother. Appreciate it. Um, I, mean, that, 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 I felt like I just got punched in the face when he said when he said. Put him, was there any reason not to put them under Hines? No, I mean that's not that, that one. That, that DA's office can't 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 win its easiest cases. Well, they 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 just let a, a, a DUI murderer 
um, just hung a trial, hung a jury on when all the evidence was there. And neither here nor there, neither here nor there. Uh, the, I think the county in itself is going to be the DA's office is not the problem. It's the people doing the arrest. Yeah, I don't think this is, yeah, right. It's not Bubba Bramlett's office. You know, the, that's the yeah. Uh, it, now it's and the I mean, evidence. It's the evidence collected. You know, from those from those people and their testimonies and this mm-hmm. that and the other, but. Yeah, like I said before, Bubba Bramlett's the one with the issue now because he's got to deal through with all this. You know, yeah. their office, I feel bad for those guys because they got a lot to wade through. It's, I'm sure it's not – I mean, I wouldn't want to be in their position. I'm sure it's not very fun right now over there in Rankin County. You want to um, see a, you want to see a Civil War pop off. You you try to tell the folks in Rankin County they're going to put their judicial system under under hinds. Yeah, I mean, there's no legal mechanism for that no. anyway. So that would uh, the uh, and it, of course the judicial, the judicial system is not the problem here. It's uh, just it's the sheriff's department. So I don't think that. And I mean, so not, I guess a better way to say it, would the Hines County Sheriff's Department take over Rankin County? No, there's no mechanism for that either. Um, I think there's a federal what's called a federal consent decree is what I'm hearing may happen. That may happen. Maybe they'll be under the supervision of the federal government. But um, I don't you know. That's the only thing I can think of. I, there's also a thing that you and I were talking about last night. The um, and uh, there's a mechanism in state law for the governor that can, can he can remove county officials if there's a petition with that is signed by thirty percent of the electorate. And um, so that you know that could happen. And uh, then Tate would have the. I don't. There's like it's there's, basically like an initiative. Yeah, it's like and everybody says we don't have recall elections, but we we've got this interesting thing in a law on law. It's a uh, it's code section 25-5-7, uh, and you know, the governor it says the governor can consider the removal of a county office of any elective county officer. There shall be first filed with him a petition signed by not less than 30% of the qualified electors of said county demanding the removal of said officer. So, And I think I talked to some people about this the other night, and there, there's more to it, too. I think what happens is you'd have to get um, 30% of the electors to sign this petition. Then Tate would review that with a commission. And then there's a process through there. So there's more to it. But that's what the – if anybody wants to look that up, it's 25-5-7. And if there is a petition put forth by the voters to um, to remove Brian Bailey, they can do that and the governor can consider it. So somebody has to start a petition and get 30% of – 30% of the qualified. That's the, what the law says, yeah. I, you know, I would think that that would be achievable in, in, you know, in the current environment. I believe so. You know, how many do you recall? And I don't know this all the time. I had, there was a lot of write-ins for sheriff. Yeah, I don't remember how many, but it was quite a, quite a bit. You it, know, it, it was a lot of write-ins, a lot of no votes. Yeah, and I don't so I don't know. I'm sure it wasn't. Or not no, just down. What is it? Down votes? Somebody didn't vote. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Well, I think, and that was before this article came out. You know, and I was debating with people. It wasn't you. Some other friends of mine that last night about would there be enough in Rankin County to do this. Um, I think there would. I think I really do think you could hit the thirty percent mark. I think there's enough people that are angry about this out there that if they put forth a petition, you could get that and you can get Tate to consider it. Now, I'm sure Tate's in there like, I don't want to be in the position to remove a county elected official. That's not something I think any governor I'm not just pointing him out, singling him out, but I think any governor would probably not want to be in that position. But I think this is an extraordinary circumstance considering what's happened and uh you know, and I think that's something. And I imagine somebody's going to put forth this petition. I'm not the only one that knows about this law. So. No, it, it was spreading like wildfire yesterday. Yeah, people have found it, so people are looking for ways to mm-hmm. to do this. I, I had two or three people send it to me, and if I'm just one person, yeah, you know, so I, I imagine it's going to be around. Uh, and look, I, something I hear from a lot of folks is it, you, if if the I'm going to read Chris Hinkle sent this. It says if the DOJ Civil Rights Section gets ranking to sign a consent decree, move. You know, I, I agree. They're going to have them. So we don't want to get ourselves into a situation. Kim Way talked about this on his show yesterday. I was I was here for that. You don't want to get into a situation where 
the feds are running your sheriff's department because it, it ain't going it ain't going to work out good for anybody. Whether some bad apples that did some bad things, absolutely. Do we need a consent decree with the feds boots up, but up Rankin County's butt for the next ten years? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We need to need to need need to uh, figure out what's going to happen with Brian. Move on to the next chapter, clean this up, and get on. You know, pay pay these lawsuits, whatever they got to do, get through this, and get on to the next chapter, and have a little bit more oversight and you know, and some some policies in place that hopefully prevent this from happening again. Yeah, and I you know I don't know the um, process. I guess Chris seems like he probably knows better than I do the process for the consent decree and how that would operate. I don't know if the the government can mandate it. I'm not sure if they can do that or not. Yeah. But the um, there's going to be, regardless of whether there's a consent decree or not, and we've discussed this, DOG, DOJ, the FBI is going to be heavily involved in Rank County for many years to come. I mean, that is just going to happen. And everybody, you know, just needs to understand that. That is going to happen. They're going to be involved. They're going to be, they're going to be watching Rankin County. They did that even in Hines County and 12 years ago. We dealt with the DOJ Civil Rights Division after the another dead man, dead man, you know, running over James Crank Anderson back in 2011. And they were around for a long time finding people. So this is just something that's going to happen regardless. I mean, and um, the, um, how the, the, but I agree with you, the better mechanism may be if the voters, because Brian is not going to resign on his own. I'm telling you, if I was his lawyer, I'd tell him not to do it either because that's his bargaining chip. Can't do it. I get it. I get it from a legal perspective that you're not going to do that. Um, and, you know, if the voters want to do this, I think that's a great thing, and they should. They should, you know, try to do that. Then restart the sheriff's department from new, have a new leadership. You know, we've mentioned possible names. Bo Lucky being one of them, obviously, would be a good sheriff, I think, and um, other people, and um, and start from a new. And then I think that'd be good for. I think the county could start to heal that way. It'd be good for everybody for that to happen. So yeah, I, I tell you, the, the point I've been wanting to make—that's all great points. The point I've been wanting to make here is, I was really. I shouldn't be, especially doing what I do here for a living. I shouldn't be surprised when people take the complete opposite side of of, of an obvious argument, mm-hmm. or what you feel like is an obvious deal. But there, there are people, and I got I've been called out by a couple on social media that think I should just shut up and not say a word about this, and this should just be business as usual. And these mm-hmm. guys, you know, we if we like a safe ranking county, we just got to understand that these are the things that go on. Mm-hmm. And look, man, I, I'm a I have no problem, and I've said this at nauseum. I have no problem with roughing some folks up and doing what you do, living in the gray, as, as I like to call it. Um, I have no problem with these guys living in the gray and doing what they need to do, and and uh, that that's that's what eventually led me to getting my life together was some cops living in the gray and putting a whooping on me, and me deciding, you know what, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah, and uh, you you can't fight city hall that that whole saying. You know, at some point you just got to straighten up. Sure, I, I ain't got no problem with that. What I have a problem with is legitimate torture and sexual abuse and obvious things that I just, I can't rationalize it, justify it. And you sit here and you try to say, Oh yeah, but, but the neighborhood's safe, but the neighborhood's safe or outright planning evidence on people. You know, there's other, there's other safe communities that don't have this type nonsense going on. And also you and I discussed this on the drive over here on the phone this morning. And the next step is, yeah, that sounds great. You know, them doing this, everybody's like, let them go. Because they're, you know, they're attacking poor folks in Robin Hood. That's what it is. I mean, that's yeah. what they did. Well, you know, next step is they're going to come for you. That, that's what's going to happen. Once they fill enough brazen, and of course they did over the course of two decades, then they're, going to, they're, they're coming for you. And then when people start, you know, somebody's neighborhood in, I don't know, where Crossgates or something, and they're busting those people up, people start feeling a little differently about it. Hey, look, man, I, I, I'm going to say something, and it's going to have a racial undertone to it, but I, 
but I mean it. I guess it means I'm agreeing with black folks here. They, they, they st- in January 6th taught me this. You know what they did to all the January 6th stuff? Based on what, how black folks tell me they've been treated, they've been mm-hmm. treated, I can say that we've seen what it feels like to be treated like black folks have been. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, I, and I mean that as in, in an enduring way. Yeah, you I know, understand what you're saying. That, that seeing what they did to folks and seeing what I've seen our federal government turn on uh, white conservatives, basically. I know there's some black conservatives they've turned on too, trust me. But overwhelmingly, see our government and our federal policing turn and make white conservatives and Christians the enemy of the of the, st- the enemy of the state. Man, look, I see this from all different angles now. I, I, I really do. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to support our local law enforcement. I think that that's the way to go. But I'm not going to support this type of behavior. And when this type of stuff happens, and and we find out about it, we're going to call it out. You know. And if I'm wrong for that, then I'm just wrong. But it's going to be my heel to die on. Let's take a break. Come back, yep. man. The plane. The Clay Edwards show. I want to just go straight into a text message. I just got here to close the show. And uh, I'm going to remind y'all why the slogan of the show is breaking rules when necessary. And I think that's the same thing with being a police, right? Somebody said, that's a crazy take allowing officers to rough someone up or to live in the gray. It is a slippery slope because the goon squad probably did have Bailey's grace to rough people up. Um, I still think it's okay to live in the gray a little bit. And you got to rough some people up because that's the only way they communicate. It's the same reason I do. I, I cuss a lot in my TikTok videos because I am trying to get through to some knuckleheads. Sean, you had a quote you wanted to take us home with. Yeah, I think it's good for everybody to uh, think about. You know, where we were talking about how these are folks, poor folks, and Robin Hood. But it reminded me of a quote. It's at the Holocaust Museum. I'm sure many people have heard about it. But it said, you know, first they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Which and is, that is and that is what they've done with uh, with with white conservatives that haven't spoke out about other things. And these are you know now people are speaking out about poor folks you know over in this neighbor that got roughed up, and you know that's a good thing. So yep, all right, guys, Jim Thorne up next, Mississippi Men's Boys Choir, Mississippi Boys Choir, and I'll be back Monday. Stay safe, peace. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.